You are now listening to Vibe Selection with Kyra, where you can get the real on today's hot well, topics. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vibe Selection. I am your host, Kyra, and on today's episode, we have a few special guests joining us today. Ladies, would you like to take the time to introduce yourselves? Miss Jacqueline. Hi. And then I have Mother Jean. Hello. Then we have a lovely special guest, Pat. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Well, I just wanted to start off by going over a few questions. Uh, the first one is, when did you first realize that you had abilities? Jacqueline, I'll start off with you. All my life. Okay. Jean? Um, when I was younger, I, I, I started seeing things when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Younger meaning before high school. Okay, I was a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. I would probably say it was in my 20s. I've always been highly intuitive, mm-hmm. but then I began to be more aware of synchronicity of things happening after I'd maybe manifested some things. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until probably much later that I really got much more into the spirit guides and the healings. That's all come probably in the last three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And back to you, Jacqueline, do you feel like you've had any issues with kind of like opening up and what was kind of like your experiences when you realized that you had abilities? So I'm a little bit different than most people because I was raised with two parents that understood this Mm -hmm. and um, definitely gave me a wonderful breeding ground to develop from childhood on up. Mm -hmm. So I never had the blossoming or blooming I definitely would say I came out of the quote unquote broom closet about uh, six years ago where I would actually talk about it with people I didn't know well. Mm -hmm. But before then, I mean, my close circle of people usually knew. Um, I always knew. But Mm -hmm. yeah, about six, seven years that I've actually like come out and been loud with it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wonderful. And Mama Jean, when did you realize that you had abilities and what was your experiences with them? Um, when I was definitely younger, I would see things at night when I went to sleep and I was always pretty intuitional and I had a mom and dad, my mother, especially Mm -hmm. was very much in this world and the other. And my dad, um, believed all of that too. Mm -hmm. He was more, you know, finance out here in business, but he totally understood and he was quite psychic too. Mm-hmm. So um, I always kind of just had it, and because I could talk to my mom, it just kind of developed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm not doing too much now that I didn't do. I don't I don't mm-hmm. do readings and that type of thing, but I'm just really intuitional. <clears throat> and Pat, you know, it's interesting because I can remember in my mid-20s when I was just kind of getting into this or becoming more aware, I think, the self-awareness is um, my dad's mother, my grandmother, had been ill, and um, she came to me to say goodbye, and then it was announced the next day that she had passed. Mm. So, again, it was some of, some of those situations were kind of happening, but I have to say two of my first cousins, um, my mom's sister, they're highly um, 
metaphysical, they're into this. And we, none of us knew it growing up. It's only as adults in the last couple of years that we're kind of sharing it. But it's so interesting. There is a little run in the family, which we didn't know. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Did you feel like it was kind of hard to kind of, I guess, as Jacqueline says, come out of the broom closet and let people know of your abilities? Did you find any challenges when telling people or do you feel like it's something that you should allow to allow it to occur naturally and have people find out? Or are you open to letting people know that you have abilities? Anyone can chime in. Okay, so for me, I would say the way that I kind of talk about it is I talk about it like I'm in a energy group. Mm-hmm. And I would say something, and then I wait for that person to say, oh, what's an energy group? So I am not out there with a banner on me, mm-hmm. but my close friends know I do energy work. Um, I've been trained in Reiki along the way. So I've kind of decided to just kind of sample a lot of different things and decide what really um, fits for me, mm-hmm. so, so to speak. So um, I will share it, but it's not something I bring up in an everyday conversation. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still selective. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I I worked for so many years on trying to hide it. From other people, because I mean, especially when you're younger, there's a lot of ridicule like, oh, you're a witch or, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, you think you're psychic, you know, tell me what am I thinking or at parties, you know, people Mm -hmm. just not being really respectful of it and and having so much doubt. Um, And when I got older and I was able to hold my own a lot, a lot better (laughs) than in younger years when it's a little harder, peer pressure and all that, I noticed that you know, because my day job is very normal that I try to not necessarily bring it in, but it keeps Mm. popping up and people will say things to me and open the door. Mm. And that's when I understand, okay, that's divinely led for me to talk to this person about whatever it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That's that's just a hard one to answer because I've always kind of been the person that people would talk to and unload to and in talking with them they pretty well understand where I stand on religion and certain things and being open it just kind of comes through in other words I don't have a banner there's no banner to hold for me it's more or less I'm just I can help people sometimes through through the intuition Um, uh, astrology seems to be kind of a way right now that I can talk with people. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like everyone is born with abilities or is it something that everybody has within them and that they just kind of need to bring that with bring that out of themselves? Do they need to manifest that or or is being a psychic something that everybody has the ability to be and kind of grow within that? I don't believe, I think we all have our own gifts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's clear in the Bible that certain talents are, are given out. Some people that, for example, the me, the kid that they're seeing the people on the other side and talking with them, not everybody has that. No matter how you try, you may not develop that. So there are certain gifts that <clears throat> you may have yourself and then others that can be developed. I definitely think that we're all born innately with the ability. Um, we're all tied into the same universal web. 
you know, whether you call it string theory, you know, from physics or whether you just believe in there's a connection between all of us, you know, being that we're all made of the same stardust, whatever way, you know, science that you want to believe it or just knowing how energy works. I think over time, especially because I was raised with no filters, Mm -hmm. I see many people who, when I talk to them, say, oh, in childhood, I definitely used to see things, Mm -hmm. but I shut it down. Mm -hmm. Um, Time and time again, I hear that. Mm -hmm. And that comes from usually the parents saying, no, that's your imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. You're not seeing Sally in the corner Mm -hmm. or... No, you're not seeing that. No, you're not hearing that. No, that's not real. Get out of your imagination. Time to grow up. Mm-hmm. So those are all filters that are embedded into our psyche that block all that. And then usually that's why when people get a little older, all of a sudden they kind of come full circle roundabout to it again, mm-hmm. depending on if it's, you know, God's will, if they're supposed to or if they're inclined to or led. Um, personally, I also think a lot of religions do a lot to dampen down people's innate talents Mm -hmm. by telling them it's evil or um, that's not right. Mm -hmm. Or you can't do that because you're not a Pope or a Cardinal or, you know, up in the church or whatever, whatever religion it is. I I feel there's a lot of different pressures in our society that we've put on ourselves over the years to keep those talents down. And I think we're in a great awakening period in the past 40 years where people are starting to definitely wake up and realize we all have this talent. Obviously, there are different talents for every person. I mean, not everyone's going to be full hog with all of them. Mm -hmm. There are things I'm stronger in. There's things that I might have been able to do at one time, maybe not so much anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Some gifts come easier to some. You know, certain gifts will come easier to one person. It's like saying... Everybody has a gorgeous voice, and so, so not everybody does. Yeah. But you might have something True. else at the other. So, in other words, mm-hmm. it's it's not to be jealous of someone who has it and you don't, or because you will have your own. Yeah. What about you, Pat? Do you feel that you know everybody has abilities within themselves that they just kind of need to take the time to like manifest, or is it? Only I do select agree. People? I mean, but I think it's also on the childhood experience and it's also on how much they want to explore. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is just kind of letting go and going into these new realms if they've Mm -hmm. never done it Mm -hmm. type of um, things. So, and I agree, I think different things I'm like Reiki is something the healing of the hands is that I really resonates for me. It may not for other people, Um, you know, psychometry, the reading of objects, that is something I'd never even heard of, you know, within the last year and a half. And then I find out I'm pretty good at it. So mm-hmm. I just think you have to be open to explore, try it, and then see what's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, so I agree with what Jean said. I think it comes naturally when you have that gift. Other times you might have to work a little harder. Meditation is not always something people can do right on. Yeah, you, you sometimes have to work on that. Sometimes a guided meditation works for somebody other, somebody else doesn't. Um, I've got a Tibetan singing bowl that I like. It's the tones, tuning forks work for me. The vibrations is what speaks to me energetically. Mm-hmm. And it may not for everybody else. Kind of mm-hmm. like when we were in high school, you know, they make you take courses in everything, right. Mm-hmm. To be well-rounded. And you have the kids that are super great in math, mm-hmm. but anything English and history, they get, you know, C's, D's and mm-hmm. F's in. 
And then you have vice versa, et cetera. The kids that are great at sports, but you know, can't read or write to save their life. Mm -hmm. And then you have those AP kids where they're able to take any course and ace it immediately. And then you have the kids that no matter what they do, they flunk everything. So it's kind of the same thing, but as just like the example of when we're in school, you'll usually find that there's one thing the person gravitates towards mm-hmm. and whatever you're interested in, it mm-hmm. seems to be that's what you will innately yeah. be able to do, do well. And it will come a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very good. I will ask this. Do you feel like you have, is there any misconceptions that you feel like there are with psychic abilities? Like <laughs> that's something <laughs> That's something that me and Jacqueline have had a lot of conversations about how people Mm -hmm. always think as a psychic, you know, everything. And like she was mentioning earlier, it's like people will try to test you or challenge you to see if you really know everything or, you know, your stuff like, you know, if my car is blue or, you know, whatever, just like like crazy questions. Do you feel like you've kind of come into like what are the misconceptions about psychics and their abilities? What are some that you would say you feel like there are you just about named them (laughs) (laughs) well everybody's a little different though like there's i mean i have one way of kind of thinking about some of the misconceptions like i named them but not everybody may come across some of those so have you had any situations where people have challenged you with trying to see whether or not you're legit or not because when people think of psychics, they think of like the 1-800 hotlines that you call and those people kind of lead you on to believe things that are not necessarily true. I have tested psychics mm-hmm. myself because oh. I'm not I'm not that type. I, I don't like tell me and I just see it now. But I have definitely gone to quite a few mediums and psychics in my life mm-hmm. and um, I've learned to test them. And <clears throat> to make sure you're getting an accurate reading. Well, yeah, whether whether they're the real deal. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, I don't give them any information at all. And they, and a lot of them will try. Then the others just come right out with it. That's that's the one that I, and if they're accurate. Mm-hmm. But some of them will ask you, oh, now, do you have a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Or, do you, or do you, and I, no. Fishing expedition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, the, the main misconceptions that I've run into are... Either it's fake, you're putting on airs Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, Um, especially the that's of the devil or you're doing the devil's work Mm -hmm. or um, the biggest one that I've heard, honestly, in most Christian cultures that I've talked to were very devout Christian religious um, is psychics aren't talking, aren't getting the information from God or angels. They're Mm -hmm. getting it from demons or Mm -hmm. the devil. Mm -hmm. And that to me is heartbreaking because it's clearly in the Bible that there were different prophets Mm -hmm. and that Jesus, even with his disciples taught them not only how to clear, you know, demons from other people, but also how to channel the message and the word. And honestly, I feel that's the biggest misconception overall with Jesus's words is he was teaching all of us, hey, I did these amazing miracles, but you guys can do even more than that mm-hmm. with God's grace. And when I hear people kind of turn that on its head and say, oh, anything less than just being a very average human is the devil's work. It makes me so sad. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think another, you know, myth or um, that people have issues with is is they think that as a psychic, you're reading someone's mind. So mm-hmm. you're sitting there and someone's going to know all your deepest thoughts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, you know, again, I think from a psychic, I don't feel like I am that type of psychic. I have different healing abilities um, that I do. But I do think that's a little bit of a fear factor some people have. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like... Um, there have been instances where you've been wrong in maybe giving certain information to people. Like, has there ever been a time where you've told someone, oh, hey, this is going to happen or whatever is going on with them and it's been inaccurate before? Do you feel like most of the time you kind of like get all the accurate information? See, I think for me, I do more of the healing modalities Mm -hmm. where I'm not saying, oh, you know, be careful in a week and a half you know, in the car mm-hmm. on such as, see, I, I, I don't go to, th- I don't do that. You don't get type. Timelines. No, I do more mm-hmm. of the healings, more of the, um, it could be emotional. I mean, I can kind of tell if someone's grounded or not. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, again, for me, it's, it's the vibrational. Mm-hmm. That, that just is the way that I feel though. Mm-hmm. I have, I've had a couple different situations where the information that came through was so loud mm-hmm. and I gave it, mm-hmm. I trusted in it and I gave it. It wasn't necessarily wrong, but the way the person was, whatever I would tell them, they would almost instantly do the exact opposite in order to make that not come true. Mm-hmm. But by me telling them what I did and them doing that, mm-hmm. it actually led them on their proper path to something better. Mm-hmm. Um so there were times of that. There are also times when I've seen or sensed things and I haven't said anything because mm-hmm. I just innately know it's not my place. Mm-hmm. The person wouldn't be receptive. Um, but well, sometimes, you do need permission. You do need permission. To, definitely. You need permission. It's not like you're walking up to somebody in the grocery store and saying, well, you know what? I'm getting a feeling on this. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. You don't do that. And I mean, honestly, it doesn't normally work that way. Even though there are times, you know, you're in a mall or whatever and you look over and you just say, oh, that person's having a bad day. But it takes a special spark to make you walk over to them and actualize into contact. With me, these are people who maybe have asked me and I've intuited or known something bad was going to happen or not necessarily bad because nothing's necessarily bad. But, you know, something dramatic was going to happen. And I knew that it wasn't my place to say anything for a multitude of reasons. Plus, there's universal law. And then, but maybe I'll tell my mom or my best friend, like, hey, I really sensed or or felt this. And then when it comes to pass, at least I have that validation from whoever I told, maybe not the person. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, of course, when it's someone you love and you care for, you want to be protective and you want to say something. But there are also people who, as I said, you could tell them, don't turn left and they will turn left regardless if you know, it's the cliff right there. So (laughs) being daredevils essentially. Yeah. Well, I've definitely had experiences with, uh, psychics. It was actually some years ago where I talked to this one psychic and he told me, Oh, this is going to happen. You're going to meet this guy and you know, he's going to have a really nice car. And he was just telling me a lot of stuff. And you know, me at the time, that was my first psychic experience with someone. And so I'm thinking, Oh, okay. All this is going to happen. Taking it all literally. Yeah. I'm taking it all literally. And not to say he wasn't legit because he was legit. He was like a celebrity psychic. And I, I came across him online randomly one day and I was like, let me give it a try. Cause in high school I always read uh, my horoscope and was really, really into <laughs> astrology. 
So I was like, okay, well, let me let me actually talk to a psychic. I wonder what that would really be like. And that was my first experience. And he's like, how did you get my information? And I was like, oh, I just came across you randomly online. And he's like, oh, okay. So he gave me a reading and, you know, that's what he told me. And none of that ever manifested. And so years coming years later, I was kind of thinking like, well, what? Gosh, was he not legit? Like, why was the reason for, you know, none of those things coming true? And I was actually speaking to Yuta, who's one of my good friends who I worked with at the time, and she has abilities. And she was telling me, you know, there were certain things that, you know, he either seen or maybe you felt personally where you kind of put a halt to that. Mm-hmm. And the things that he was telling me at the time, I was like, you know what? I don't really think that is a good path for me. Could have so, been a possibility. Yeah, exactly. And so... You know, with that, I kind of changed my course. Mm -hmm. And so when you, you, even though you're told the information, it's for you to decide which path you're kind of going to go down. So they can tell you something and then it could be a totally different thing because you've changed your mind about whatever the situation was at the time. But see, you mentioned, you know, it didn't manifest. I believe there is a power manifest, but it comes from Mm -hmm. you. That's Mm -hmm. from the individual who's manifesting. And you've got to be kind of careful on what you manifest for. Thoughts Mm -hmm. or things. Thoughts or things, Mm -hmm. exactly. But there is a really big power on the manifesting Mm -hmm. that I think everybody could be taking advantage of. I mean, I can speak from experience myself. When I was a teenager, I had a couple different people who were extremely gifted tell me to do specific things for specific outcomes. And because I was a hard-headed little teenager and Mm -hmm. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, I did everything I possibly could to make sure that outcome would not happen. Mm -hmm. So kind of like what you were saying is Mm -hmm. you got the information innately within you. You're like, I don't want that though. Mm -hmm. And so you almost went out of your way to make sure that wasn't going to happen. So in a way you were kind of manifesting what you wanted, even Mm -hmm. though you were told there was a possibility of something else out there if you wanted. Mm -hmm. So that kind of comes to the conclusion that, Being a psychic, even though you're telling people the information that you see when you're reading them, that ultimately they're the ones that are manifesting it. And it's up to them what path they're going to go down and what path they so choose. Life is about choices. Absolutely. And I kind of think that that is a misconception that I have in speaking to friends that I've kind of come out of the broom closet too, (laughs) where they're like, well, you should know everything. Well, what's wrong with me? You should tell me that and knowing everything about them and people they know. And that's kind of something that I feel like is a little frustrating at times. Mm -hmm. So in talking about this, people are kind of able to get a better idea of like what psychics are kind of able to do and the gifts that they have, because we don't all have the same gifts. There's people that ask me, like, do you know much about dream catchers? And they want me to tell them about dream catchers or tarot cards and numerology and astrology. And it's not all tied into the same thing. Every psychic has a different trait. They definitely do. And I think that's why it's important. You know, anyone who's interested in this, there are different meetup groups. There are many different things, whether it's online, whether it's in person, for you to get acquainted with other people who are interested in this, too, so you can have a quote unquote network. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if someone comes to me and needs something specific that either I'm not able to, nor willing to, nor do I know that I have the innate ability to help them, Mm -hmm. I can at least refer them to someone else who does. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is a lot of reason why 
a lot of us who aren't in this for money purposes, mm-hmm. keep quiet about it is mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying, which is there's, there's two types of things that usually happen in the beginning. There's the people who will try to make you do parlor tricks and it's almost like they're antagonistic in a way that they're trying to catch you up so they could say, see, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's the other side of the coin, which are the people who get super excited and they will bleed you dry mm-hmm. if you let them. Um, they're energy drainers. They will call you to ask you what outfit they should wear every morning, you know, what side of the bed they should sleep on that night, you know, right. what time should I go to sleep? It's And those are the ones that, again, you know, the true work that I feel for me is to help people be a catalyst to get people to build that up for themselves Mm -hmm. and to trust themselves and to explore whether that's, you need to read books, whether it's you go online, go Mm -hmm. on groups, meet new people, um, explore. Absolutely. So you did mention about how it's important to, well, what, what you just said and how people call you and they could kind of bleed you dry for your energy. How, how do people protect their energies when they have psychic abilities? How, how do you protect yourself as a psychic from energy suckers or vampires that kind of want to bleed you dry into giving them answers or negative people that you kind of have to push away from? How do you protect your energy from them? Well, there's a two-prong answer that I have. And the first is bubble up buttercup. And that means <laughs> it's a beautiful white ball of light protection that I put around me mm-hmm. and no one else's energy can come in now. When their energy starts to come in, it's kind of like I get a ping, mm-hmm. almost like a ring alarm on mm-hmm. the house, right? You mm-hmm. get to see someone's ringing your bell, but they're not getting in your house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can talk mm-hmm. through the microphone, but mm-hmm. they're not getting inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second <laughs> is, you know, we are, we're human. We live in a human world, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're physical beings in these bodies, even though we're energy inside. So the physical aspect is it is mind who you're around, Mm-hmm. And there are situations mm-hmm. where at work we have coworkers or whatever. Um, if they're just energy draining you, even if they don't knowingly know they're doing it, mm-hmm. try to move your desk. Mm-hmm. If it's friends in your life, start to really look. Are they really your friends if they're draining you like mm-hmm. that? Or are they just using you? And then start looking at how they are with other people. Do they bleed everyone dry around them? Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, then you know you just need to to take a hike. Mm -hmm. You can be a friend and give them the information like, Hey, do you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you suck the life out of everyone you're around (laughs) and and trying to help them. And then if they still just want to do that, that's when you got to walk away. But I really, really feel being mindful of who you're around and your surroundings. Of course, you got to go to the grocery store. You need to go to the mall bubble up. That's your spiritual protection so that you're not walking out of there with a uh, storage pod of everyone else's emotions (laughs) and shit. Well, and I'm going to add grounding. I'm just a huge, big advocate of grounding. And grounding is something you should do every day, first thing when you get out of bed. Um, And it's literally, you're just kind of, you know, taking energy from above, be it um, spirit guides, be it Um, God, whoever you believe in, you're just pulling that down through your body all the way down to the core of the earth. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, I just visualize white light just kind of coming all the way down to the core of the earth, tying it and then bringing back the grounding, the earth 
And literally, like I did it this morning, I was hugging an oak tree. Mm. On my walk. No, that's wonderful. I have this favorite oak tree on my walk that I go up against it. And I swear to God, I close my eyes and I envision just kind of going into the, oh, I believe going it. into the trunk. I believe it with it's you. very energetic with me, but I did that this morning. That's part of mine. But again, it's that grounding. It really keeps you solid, but then you got to bubble up. Mm-hmm. And for someone who's new into this, when I was just getting into it a couple of years ago, Donna Eden Energy uh, Medicine is a great intro. They mm-hmm. have workshops on that, but you can even find her on the internet, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like we were discussing today when you were mentioning, like, do you, do you bubble up? And I was like, no, not all the time, you know, and have you had any ish or occurrences or things happen to you? where you have not bubbled up and you've had those attacks from negative spirits or entities. Yes. Absolutely. I was I on, could go on, and on. I can speak big time on that. Go ahead, Jane. Go. <laughs> now, what I was, what I noticed it the most when I lived in San Francisco and um, one time just on a lark, I knew better. I don't know what it was. And I found out later, don't worry because you were doing something. Mm-hmm. bringing light in. Anton LaVey, that was a Satanist, this was back in the early 70s, and I was up there, my girlfriend and I saw this thing called Satanic Music, you know. Oh, my. Run. No, I had been born and bred in the church, and my mother almost lost it when I told her. Anyway, so we went there, and it was almost theatrical. The bat came out as we walked in, a real bat, you know. And we sat there, and she, my girlfriend, she was fun, too, and we got the giggles. And laughter will dispel a lot of the, the uh, dark spirits. And this guy... And he was always looking over at it because he was trying to, to play the organ, and we kept laughing. Well, no big deal. Leave there. And about a week later, it all started. I started seeing things in the night. Mm-hmm. And I saw a not-too-good person who was just as real as you mm-hmm. sitting right there looking at me. Anyway, about that time, I met actually my husband, no, his, his mom who was teaching, and learned the Christ Challenge. Mm. And I've used that ever since. So say what that, what is that? Well, it's, I, I invoke the, if I'm around somebody Mm -hmm. or I see something, I invoke the Christ challenge and I challenge you in the name of Jesus Christ. And that picture would go like that. Mm -hmm. You know, what's really, really important though is not to use the Christ challenge unless you believe in Christ. mm. So it's the same thing. If you were born and bred Baptist do not start doing things from the Buddhist or Muslim or any other religion unless you firmly are rooted and grounded and understand it and believe in it. Because all you're doing is you're just you're just putting up a whole bunch of different things in your house that's going to look like a weird collage, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be effective mm-hmm. against anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can put up a whole bunch of locks on the outside of your door, but it doesn't keep anyone out if you're not locking them. Mm-hmm. So right. it, it's, that's, well, that's my important thing with that is to make sure that the information that gets out is not just blanketing everyone. It's to make sure that there is a, Firm belief. So if you don't believe in God or Christ, that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you just believe in the mm-hmm. universe, just see a white energy bubble around you and that can do it. And in different religions, there's different things that they use for protective measures. You know, the red string around the wrist, mm-hmm. 
every religion has something different, but I just want to make that very, very clear that you do not use a protection measure from something you do not understand nor believe in because it's not effective. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I do differ on that one, but that's okay. Um, The Christ challenge is powerful. Mm-hmm. And it does work, and it will take care of that. So for me, for me, mm-hmm. I use that every day. I surround myself every morning, every night. When I go out into groups, when I start to see something at night, you know, the real beautiful pictures and all that. And when I challenge it, if it's not real, if it's of the mm-hmm. psychic realm, the picture will go like that. If it's real, it comes in even closer for me see people experience all of this differently like I don't visualize like with my spirit guide I can feel my spirit guide around me energetically again because it's vibrational that's my strength but I'm going to work towards actually hearing her hearing her verse and I'd love to see her but again it's all these different innate abilities we're all gifted different ways I may not get to the point where I will actually ever see something but I'll I will experience it yeah well you're a feeler I am you're totally feeler. I'm, I'm totally I, yeah more empathic uh, very empathic and I get very emotional mm-hmm. very emotional but I've funny. had several experiences where I don't think I was because I called your dad and he said but you know get, get more stringent with the light with with the Christ light, but I had several here where, you know, beans were coming and getting in my bed and I, I saw the bed depressed and I, and so I started really, yeah, <laughs> challenging and getting, and now I haven't had anything like that, but I've just really protected Not this right. place. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They can come in. And if you're of the light, they want to really come in. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. So <laughs> I, I differ a little bit on that. That's okay. I, I feel that, I have not only witnessed other people being attacked, I myself have been attacked on multiple occasions. Um, Even when I think I'm bubbling up, even when I think I'm at a strong point, sometimes they will just keep ticking away until they can get a finger or an edge in enough. Mm -hmm. And the ways that they tick away are depression, Mm -hmm. alcohol, drug abuse. Um, It's... Even sad thoughts, sad Mm -hmm. songs, anger is also a big one. A lot of people don't understand that anger can do two things. Anger can be a buildup of energy that you can release in order to clear, Mm -hmm. right? Like almost like a bomb, right? When the bomb's released, there's that that cloud, mushroom cloud that goes up and then it just washes everything away. Mm -hmm. And that can be clearing. But you can also have the opposite, which is almost like it blows up and it just attracts everything on in. And now you've blown up your bubble and things can get in. I've seen things. I felt things. I've had scratches. I've had the knocks. I mean, part of my job in this is not only to be a cleaner, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, a psychic cleaner with not only people, but also places. But I've also had to do exorcisms. I've seen people be possessed. I've seen possessions happen right in front of me. I've seen demons walk in and out of people. They are real. They are dangerous. Oh, yeah. So why do you think it's so, why do you feel it's easier when you are on drugs or if you're an alcoholic for these demonic people to kind of possess them, these demonic entities to possess them? Great question. So we're all naturally born with a web of spiritual protection, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of times why 
people will have their kids baptized early. That mm-hmm. is to further that protection and firm that up. Mm-hmm. Um, kids, when they're little, obviously, they're able to see here just like animals, mm-hmm. right? And then the older they get, they learn to shut that down. But when you start doing things knowingly that are harmful to your body, right? Like the whole your body is your temple, whether it be excessive alcohol use, um, drug use, whether it be risky behavior on some other things that are dangerous. There's a whole litany of them that could be where you're putting your body and mind in peril, meaning you're not sure how that's going to go. There are people who have done drugs all their life, like Keith Richards, Mm -hmm. and he's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there are people who have, you know, smoked weed or done LSD once and they're in insane asylums for the rest of their life. So when Mm. you do that knowingly, you rip that web that you naturally have. And for some people, it's maybe a little tear because they're a lot more firm in their spiritual protection. For some people, PCP is a big one. Mm. I have seen almost no protection left after Mm. people who have been on PCP for years. It is so sad. And the things just come in and out of them. Well, they're vulnerable at that point. Extremely. Extremely. They're weakened and vulnerable, I think, at that point. Mm -hmm. And there is a psychic realm. It's a lower realm. It's all around us. And, and like she said, with, with that bubble around us, when there's a tear, they're find a, a little way in. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll also add, though, besides just, you know, protecting yourself, it can also be your environment, the apartment you live in, yes. the home. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I had Jacqueline come over to my house, mm-hmm. and we were saging it, and I was a witness. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some problem areas in my house, and the mm-hmm. sage, she said, you know, it's just going to kind of, start really flaming. Oh my God. She literally walked into an old bedroom of mine Mm -hmm. and the whole thing was kind of bursting. I was behind her a couple of feet. No. So, so it's, it's the environment you're in as well Mm -hmm. that has old energy Mm -hmm. or negative spirits Mm -hmm. or whatever in there. And that again has to be purged and saged. And that can definitely be like when you're changing apartments or Mm -hmm. renting rooms or even furnished places, Mm -hmm. whoever was there before you, they were living there. They were sleeping there. They were touching or imbuing their energy into those objects. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important to clear that space, whether it's your home, your room, your you know, bed, especially Mm -hmm. beds. I won't let anyone get on my bed other than myself and my partner, because Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone else's energy where I sleep. Mm -hmm. That's a big, big thing to clear. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Jacqueline has actually come over to my house to Mm -hmm. do a clearing before. And (laughs) she gets around. (laughs) (laughs) In the best way. That's where my boom went. (laughs) I've been looking for them. But, you know, why do you feel like these spirits linger, these entities? Or why do you feel like it's so much easier for them to kind of, like, manipulate their way and, like, staying on this realm in this time? Is there, like, is it them just not knowing that they passed on? Or is it just them being stubborn and want to just stay in this realm? Or what do you think are some of the reasons why these people who have passed on, whether good or bad, kind of stay complacent. I have a differing opinion than some people on Mm -hmm. this. Um, A lot, for me, there's ghosts, which are people who passed away physically Mm -hmm. and their spirit wanted to stay Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. But when you cross over, when you die, Mm -hmm. physically die, you are given a choice Mm -hmm. and almost... 
everyone wants to go because it's much better to pass over Mm -hmm. and be unveiled and all the wonderful things. Your spirit is finally free and you get to move on and do what you want to do. But it takes a very, very, very strong headed spirit that wants to stay. Mm -hmm. Or there are some that are, that's part of their penance is they need to stay for a while, whether it's something they need to finish or whether it's just part of them coming to grips with passing away, etc. So I don't feel there's as many ghosts, quote unquote, or dead people hanging around the way that a lot of people think Mm -hmm. there are, um, I call them like echoes, Mm -hmm. which are, for instance, in this house that we're in now, a lot of activity happen here. And sometimes you will almost see like a movie reel Mm -hmm. of that happening. That's not actively happening here. It's just a memory. It was something that for whatever reason was just embedded. That energy Mm -hmm. pattern was embedded in. Sometimes that's a lot of what people see. Now there are other entities. There are shadow people. There are demons. There are oogly booglies. I call them. They're kind of, their job is just to kind of feed off negativity. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily bad. They're not demons. They're mm-hmm. not actively trying to harm you. Mm-hmm. But when someone's angry or depressed mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, they're like, oh, I'm hungry. That's mm-hmm. a meal. So then they go on over and they just kind of attach themselves and they feed. Mm-hmm. Now, the scary ones are the demons because their job is to nudge kill you know and torture Mm -hmm. because they thrive off of that but again that's part of the balance on this planet that i feel we're here for which is god created it that way Mm -hmm. for us to have the experience between light and dark and to choose Mm -hmm. so do you why do you feel that god kind of has us choose between light and dark like is there like a higher purpose for that are we trying to kind of like do that to protect ourselves or i mean to perfect ourselves so that we can go on to the next realm or why is there such thing as good and evil because there i feel like there's a lot of debate about that like is there really a such thing as that that's a great question um so I definitely believe there is good and there is evil. Mm -hmm. I also believe that a lot of it is specific to this planet Mm -hmm. and to this experience on this planet that we have. I feel on a lot of different dimensions, realms, plants, etc. They don't have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone is just an energetic being. Everyone knows their purpose. They're doing what they need to do. Mm -hmm. They're also unveiled. So they know everything. Mm -hmm. versus us here we're very veiled here and that's part of what the word apocalypse means Mm -hmm. some people hear that word and they think oh my god the end of the world in reality it just means the unveiling Mm -hmm. and if you think about that why would they have put that in the bible so specifically because Mm -hmm. they were saying y'all are veiled that's Mm -hmm. why we have so many questions we don't know but if you look at the book of job it specifically talks about the devil and god are having a conversation Mm -hmm. of how to mess with this poor man Mm -hmm. and and, and I mean, I'm, I'm totally making a joke here, but in a way, God and the devil are kind of like having a pissing contest about if this <laughs> poor guy is going to flip, you know, no, flip God allowed, God allowed Lucifer, but the whole thing, this is like a holy experience here, a holy experiment to see, you know, to see where you're going to go and who you're going to go. Are you going to go to the light? Are you going to go to the dark? Uh, we're given options. Mm-hmm. And let's face it. Going to the dark side of things, to the negative, to the anger, to the base emotions, it's easy. Mm -hmm. So when you ask me the question, why would we even have that struggle here? Mm -hmm. It's easy to go 
to all those me, me, me selfishness. Mm-hmm. It's easy to go for lust. It's easy to go for what makes me feel good right now with it's no consequence. It's easy to play the victim role and not take responsibility. Of course. Mm-hmm. It's easy to sit here in my feelings and sadness. It's And almost in a way, it's selfish in mm-hmm. a way. But to strive harder to say, maybe I've been through all this stuff, but I want to heal. I want to grow and I want to do something with it that maybe can help heal other people Mm -hmm. who have gone through this. I mean, how many inspirational stories do we have of people who had terrible childhoods or things that happened in their life that instead of falling to pieces, and maybe they did initially, they chose to get back up, heal and be an inspiration for other people. Mm -hmm. That I feel is the real work. The mm-hmm. easy part is sitting back and saying, oh, well, I'll just get drunk all day and live off of, you know, great grandma or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you can do and, and stay selfish. But the hard part is consistently having to think about the betterment, not only of yourself, but everyone around you. Mm-hmm. It's been lovely. I've enjoyed your input. Well, everybody stay tuned for next week's episode. And thanks for everybody tuning in. Bye. 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 Well, that's all for this week's episode of Vibe Selection. Tune in for next week's episode on part two of this episode. And for everybody, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney. If you'd like to try out any merchandise, you can do so at www.teespring.com slash vibe selection. Or you can like and subscribe to my YouTube channel if you'd like to hear more from these episodes. Thank you. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining Vibe Selection with Kyra. Come vibe out with us again next time and hear the latest on today's hot topics. Find us on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or donate at www.patreon.com slash vibe selection.